As managers and leaders, we're constantly trying to drive change in our businesses. But change is always hard to come by and hard to communicate. These days, the very nature of work itself seemingly makes things even harder. The good news is that it is ultimately manageable. And in this solo episode, I'll share some simple, powerful ways you can make your change message stick inside and outside of your organization. It's the Manage Your Message podcast. Welcome to the Manage Your Message podcast, where professionals come for ideas and inspiration to grow by talking about their businesses more effectively and getting lots of other people to do the same. Here is your host, consultant, professional speaker, and author, Jim Carr. Come on in and welcome to the Manage Your Message podcast. I'm Jim Carr. It's wonderful to have you here, whether this is your first time in or you're a longtime message manager listener. If you have been listening to us for a while, then you know that I typically bring you in on a conversation with an expert guest entrepreneur or business leader. But this is a solo episode, the final one in a series of four. This mini-series has major takeaways from my new book. It's called The Science of Customer Connections, Manage Your Message to Grow Your Business. I also have some practical ideas that you can use to put everything into action and grow your business. You might be a solo professional, a small business owner, the director of an association or nonprofit, maybe a leader in a big organization. No matter the case... The everyday conversations in and around your business matter a great deal for growing your business, especially if you aren't looking to fundamentally change the business model or your pricing or distribution strategy or the people in your business. In previous episodes in this mini-series, I discussed the first chapter of the book, which outlines a simple and practical model for addressing the everyday customer conversations in your business plus a messaging concept for building your trustworthiness. Then I talked about some takeaways from the first major section, which includes three chapters. That one is called A Message for Growth. It's about the things you and your team should be saying, showing, and sharing within your business conversations. In that episode, you'll learn about specific words and phrases that both science and experience offer as starting points for you. Next, I talked about the section titled a lot more great messengers for your business. You can hear ways to identify, inform, and motivate more people inside and outside of the organization to share your messages and help you grow. Today, I have some tips and encouragement when it comes to the management habits that will keep your messages fresh and relevant and will help keep them top of mind with those new messengers. Management is one of the symbolic legs of the three-legged stool of the message management model. Now, when I talk about management, it isn't so much about the individuals involved, so much as it is the habits and processes that managers and leaders follow, especially when it comes to developing and sharing the message of the business. This section of the book is titled, A New Set of Management Habits. And I say new because I tend to see a lot of businesses stuck in habits and assumptions that, if they were ever effective and appropriate, aren't effective or appropriate today. Employees, distributors, and partners are often given a lot of information, and often a lot of information at one time during product training or some such, but without much guidance as to what's really important to know and share in different situations. 
or teams don't train together. So there's little opportunity to develop a peer network for customer conversations. Or ongoing business reviews with current customers are reactive discussions that quickly get down into the weeds instead of being opportunities to share insights, test new ideas, and expand the work you're doing. Or frontline managers are put in the position of coaching their direct reports despite having little or no specialized training themselves. How is all that supposed to work? If any of these scenarios sound familiar, then, well, you know the frustration. You likely have seen opportunities get missed. You've seen messaging mistakes where customers were told the wrong things in the wrong ways. And those mistakes probably cost the business far more than would have been the case if the business had done things better to begin with. Inconsistency in everyday messaging drives business leaders nuts. Many of the managers and executives that I speak with will recount to me how nobody seems to know our value proposition or We're saying 10 different things to 10 different customers or prospects. And they understand that inconsistency is the mortal enemy of growth. You can't scale on inconsistency. And the CEO or founder or president can't do this on her own. In some ways, the organizational leader would seem to be in the best position to be the message leader as well. After all, that person has status, experience, has contact to all of the stakeholders in a business. That person might have charisma, might, but they're also typically spread too thin to have full visibility and perspective with customers. In the book, I refer to an interesting study that was in Harvard Business Review. The authors managed to track the actual time spent by 27 big company CEOs over a period of several weeks. Those CEOs worked a lot and they spent a lot of time in meetings, as you might suspect, But how about this data point? Those CEOs, on average, spent just 3% of their time with customers. Now, your company's situation might be different. But nevertheless, if you're depending upon the boss to carry the message, rather than weaving effective messaging practices into the entire organization, then growth tends to get stifled. Why? First, the language of the customer gets lost over time. People on the inside tend to fall back into their own lingo and industry talk, then wonder why they aren't connecting like they should. Second, I see too much focus on internal processes and less on customers' decision-making processes. You can lose track of whether all your activities are matching what people on the outside want and need to hear at certain times. And third, you'll wind up paying too much attention to anecdotes, especially the leadership. In almost any size or type of organization, there are some common forces that will tend to drag you down over time unless you have consistent management habits in place to fight them. The good news is that you don't need to be perfect. By identifying these five common roadblocks to growth, you can put a few simple steps in place that will keep your clear and valuable message above the noise. Those five messaging roadblocks that I discuss are comfort, consistency, complexity, culture, and coaching. How do these play out in your business? Are there stories widely and frequently shared that help keep people out of their comfort zones? Is there a central messaging resource, a playbook that forces more consistency? Does everyone have access to insights and pictures that make the complex feel simpler and more accessible? 
Is your valuable message woven into the culture of the business on an everyday basis? Now, let's spend a couple of minutes on this coaching roadblock. That's one that's receiving more and more attention as a key to growth and to business performance. See, these days, managers have to also be coaches. Sure, the people in your business should understand and appreciate the why of your business. We've heard a lot about that. But your direct reports will also be looking to you as an example, and they need help in the how of the business. The how am I supposed to represent us best and carry the message? Monique Valcourt had an interesting article also in Harvard Business Review a few years ago. It received a lot of attention. It was titled, You Can't Be a Great Manager If You're Not a Good Coach. Here's part of what she wrote. The single most important managerial competency that separates highly effective managers from average ones is coaching. Strangely, at most companies, coaching isn't part of what managers are formally expected to do. Even though research makes it clear that employees and job candidates alike value learning and career development above most other aspects of a job, many managers don't see it as an important part of their role. Managers think they don't have the time to have these conversations, and many lack the skill. Yet, 70% of employee learning and development happens on the job, not through formal training programs. So, if line managers aren't supportive and actively involved, employee growth is stunted. So is engagement and retention. So, that's why I wrote about a new set of management habits as they apply to the growth message of your business. If you want real change, if you want a new growth trajectory for your organization, then the message can't just exist as something created by an agency or instituted by the people in marketing or in training and development, whatever. It must live and breathe among the most important constituents inside and outside of the business. The everyday conversations must be part of the everyday. It can happen for you. The final chapter of the book is devoted to some stories, some success stories, if you will, of real people, real organizations, either things that happened to me or things that I was part of or got to see firsthand and talk to the participants along the way. For example, there was an international organization called ATA International. It began as the American Taekwondo Association. They faced growth challenges a decade after its charismatic founder had passed away. There's the story of an innovative company called O-Power selling software to electric utilities that ultimately help customers reduce their energy consumption. But they had a very complex idea and a lot of new young employees coming on board to help sell it. They developed simpler messages, including a whiteboard visual, that got those new sellers on board and productive 25% faster, which helped them grow even faster. I write about a couple of entrepreneurs making big changes in their professional identities. Andy Cohen-Healy went from the worlds of ad agencies and MTV to a new business designing custom headpieces for brides and partygoers. Chip Massey transitioned from prior work as a minister to 20 years as an FBI special agent and hostage negotiator, then as a new consultant to businesses. So how did they find the language to fit their radically new businesses? They weren't the same professional person anymore. I talk about another entrepreneur, Chris Duke, who uses storytelling as a growth vehicle for his cookie business and his gourmet goodies. 
And by the way, you can hear Andy, Chip, and Chris all tell their stories in more detail in previous episodes of this podcast. I even write about my experience of absolutely falling on my face, well, not literally, but certainly symbolically, during the first interview I had for a summer internship while in the MBA program at Duke University. I received some excellent advice that you'll likely find useful, whether you're just getting started or changing roles or simply want to keep your personal positioning strong. At the end of one of the chapters, as I have in most of the chapters in the book, I have what I call manager moments. There are some questions that you can pose to yourself, to your team across your organization, and find the areas of application, the low-hanging fruit that can help you apply these ideas, apply these stories and examples to your organization, whatever your scenario and your strategy for growth may be. Here's some examples. Consider the managers in your organization today. Do they generally have training in customer-level conversations? Are there any skill gaps that you need to address with them to get started? Or if your organization is in a state of change, what are employees saying about it? Do they understand the reasons for change? Is the leadership committed to providing the messaging tools, support, and encouragement to help make these needed changes stick? And how are the organization's managers expressing their appreciation today? Are they being specific and public? I encourage you to spend time in the book and to these manager moments that are at the end of most all of the chapters in the book. They'll help you get a sense of priority and get a sense of where you can get the most immediate application from the ideas in the book. This is the end of our mini series of takeaways from the book. Again, it's called The Science of Customer Connections, Manage Your Message to Grow Your Business. Chapter one and the introduction are both available for free at jimcar.com slash books. So you can check it out and see if this might appeal to you and be useful for yourself and for your business before you actually buy it. I would, of course, encourage you to consider buying it. The full deal is available wherever and however you prefer to buy and consume books. So Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, indie books, Barnes and Noble locations across the U.S., have the book. You can also get the audiobook through Audible, Apple. Again, however you like to purchase, consume, and put into practice business books, you should be able to find it just fine. Really appreciate your support of the Manager Message podcast. Next week, we'll be returning to the more typical lineup of expert guests and business messaging leaders. I would welcome a connection with you on LinkedIn. That is my social platform of most choice. You can also follow me on Twitter and I'm on Facebook on occasion, not as much as my wife is. And I'm happy to talk about bringing this message of growth to your conference, association meeting, a leadership retreat, or some other gathering where growth is at the top of the agenda. You can email me directly at jim at jimcar.com. My direct number is also on the website, jimcar.com. We can set up a time at your convenience to talk about your group, your goals, your priorities, and how a growth message might be of some help to you. Until next time, message managers, thanks for joining the conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Manage Your Message podcast with Jim Carr. You'll find show notes and other resources at manageyourmessagepodcast.com and jimcar.com. Please help us serve you. 
and other message managers by subscribing to, rating, and reviewing this podcast. And connect with Jim on LinkedIn and on Twitter at Jim Carr. Until next time, we hope your business message is shared well and often.